I seem slightly disoriented this morning, it's because a week ago at this moment, I was only 24 hours from Disneyland. And I am still hearing, it's a small world after all. <laughs> you can't get rid of that song. Uh, and the reality is, even though that song can be a little irritating, it's one of my favorite moments. It's one of my favorite things about Disneyland. And I'm not really a Disneyland kind of person. I kind of prefer museums and history and nature. But this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because it was a family vacation with my four nieces at Disneyland. And I would do anything for my nieces. Now, going into this trip, I had all this vision about sharing the moments that I remembered as a child with my nieces. So I imagined myself with my nieces on all my favorite rides. Peter Pan, the Mad Teacups, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and of course, Small World. So the first day we get there, we're right there at the gate, and I say to my nieces, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the, the, the Peter Pan ride first? And they looked at me like I was from another planet. <laughs> Peter Pan? We want to go on Indiana Jones. We want to see the snakes. Well, surely we want to kind of ease into the day, don't we? Maybe, maybe do small world. No, we want to do the Tower of Terror. <laughs> Space Mountain. <laughs> Thunder Mountain. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go with you on this. So after riding on the Indiana Jones ride four times, I said, aren't you ready for Peter Pan now? It's like, no, let's do the haunted house. That entire first day, it was Space Mountain. It was the haunted house. It was the Tower of Terror. It was Indiana Jones 16 times. <laughs> no Peter Pan. <laughs> no small world. Okay, I had five days at Disneyland. By day three, aren't you ready for small world now? No, Uncle D, let's go on Indiana Jones again. I was fully shaken up by this time. I had been on so many roller coasters. I had been thoroughly drenched in every adventure water ride. Finally, I bribed my two youngest nieces. Ages seven and nine. And on the last day, I finally had the chance to live that dream of going on small world with my nieces. <laughs> Just the two youngest ones. My older nieces were too cool for small world. But I was standing there in that line, a niece in each hand, looking at that wonderful, wonderful detail that goes into the small world. And I was amazed by the detail and the creativity. And I found myself thinking of, of how Disneyland has really shown the ingenuity of people, the creativity. Even those rides that kind of shook me up like Indiana Jones had amazing creativity and detail. The lines are very long at Disneyland, and while waiting there at Small World, I just happened to look up. And when I looked up, I saw the most amazing formations of clouds I'd ever seen in my life. I looked back at all that was around me, 
seeing how creative everything was, and then looking up, and then it hit me. Even though there is amazing ingenuity and amazing creativity, even though people have put their very best into everything around here, even though there really is nowhere on earth like Disneyland, it doesn't even begin to compare with what you see when you just look up. Our creativity can be pretty amazing, pretty wonderful, but God's creativity, nothing compares with that. I found myself admiring the creativity that had gone into all the plans of Disneyland, but I found myself awestruck by what God had done, just looking up. We don't have to go to Disneyland to see creativity at its best. We can look up and see God at any moment and see the amazing work that God does. And that's what praise is, which draws us to today's psalm, which talks about the amazing ways that God has done so much to point us to something truer and greater. I would like to go back and revisit the scripture today from Psalm 104. Listen to it now from a different translation. This is the message. God, my God, how great you are. You are beautifully, gloriously robed. You are dressed up in sunshine, and all heaven is stretched out for your tent. You built your home on the ocean deeps, and you made a chariot out of clouds and took off on wind wings. You made the winds your messengers, and you appointed fire and flame as your ambassadors. You set the earth on a firm foundation so that nothing can shake it ever. Even when we are surrounded by the best that we can create, why are we called to look up? This psalm makes it very clear. We are called to look up because what God creates is greater than anything we can even imagine. And at some point in our lives, we will need to look beyond what we create to what God creates in order to find our faith strong and strengthened. At some point, that which we create is going to shake a little. At some point, that which we create is going to deteriorate and fall apart. At some point, we're going to need to look up and find that power greater than ourselves. And that's exactly why this psalm is so important. Looking at what the people were going through at that time, we see that they needed something greater than themselves. The context of the people of Israel when this psalm was written was one of amazing fear. And this psalm is actually addressing their fears. One of the verses that's so powerful in this psalm talks about how God has made God's home over the oceans. Now why was this important? It was important because at that particular time, the people of Israel were particularly afraid of the sea. To them, the sea represented that fear. At that point, it represented the unknown. It represented danger. It represented vulnerability. 
At that time, they still had legends of sea monsters and demons and serpents coming from the sea and overtaking the land. So they lived with that kind of fear. But what happens with the psalmist here is that the psalmist takes all the points of danger and lets those points of danger point to something greater. What's happening in this psalm is the psalmist is saying even the scariest place can become the place where God lives, a place where God is strong. God is greater than the sea. It's kind of like what we hear described here from Reverend Gloria. The moment of difficulty is the exact moment to praise God with all your heart. Yes, praise. That moment, in the most difficult place, your sorrow is turned to joy, your fret to peace, your disorder to order, your chaos to calm. Praise God with all your heart however restricted your circumstances. Praise God with all your heart, however little you may be able to remedy financial affairs. Praise God with all your heart, however complex the problem seems. When you praise God, life takes on a new perspective. Praise draws us into God's broader vision people of Israel had every reason to be afraid. They were vulnerable when they looked at the sea. They were vulnerable when they looked at the nations around them. This psalm describes the chariots. What's happening here is the psalmist is reminding the people that that which they are most afraid of, those invading armies coming in on chariots, can actually be reminders of the power of a God who is greater than those points of vulnerability. The psalmist is saying at that moment of greatest difficulty, at that moment, moment of greatest fear, look up and find your strength. There is amazing power in praise because it gives us a vision bigger than ourselves. The power of praise is that it points us beyond our fear. Praise gets us off of ourselves and on to God. Praise returns us to our foundations. And this psalm again is calling us to look at the creative power of a God who points us to the foundations and to those places of strength. God's creation reveals to us that it is God who built foundations for earth and it will never be shaken. At times, things may seem shaky. That's because we want a sense of certainty. We want things ordered according to our own understanding of the world. But that's our agenda, not God's. Only God knows the big picture and the grand plan. So look up and see the bigger picture. God's creative power will be unleashed in your life. You will begin to see all people, places, and situations as opportunities to open your vision just a little wider. You will see every day as a new chance for God to surprise you with new discoveries, new lessons, and new growth. Look up and praise God with all your heart and listen as God says, 
you are a part of all of this. May all your fears be turned to love. Praise is all about a new, powerful perspective. That's why our scripture today is calling us to look up and see who God is. When we look up and see who God is, we begin to see more of how we are a part of God's creative plan. There is great hope in that and great power in that. The things that we create, the things that we build, they are vulnerable. But what God creates and calls us to is incredibly powerful. Look up for a new perspective. Joe and Bob were a couple who, when they entered their committed relationship, dreamed of, of, of raising a child. And God blessed them with Tricia. And uh, Joe was able to arrange his schedule in such a way that every day he could go to the school to pick Tricia up. Every day he would go there to the entrance and she would come out and they would hug and they'd walk home together. And One day he got there and as he stood at the entrance he saw all these other kids coming out of school. He, he kept watching for Tricia and, and she just didn't show up and he began to have that panicky feeling that any parent has when they expect their child to be one place and they're not there. To make it even worse, it was one of those days where the weather was just horrible. It was raining like crazy. And the longer he stood there, the more it thundered and, and the more it began to, to, there was lightning everywhere, big flashes of lightning. And finally his panic got the best of him and he went into the school and he looked around and the halls were mostly empty and he, he couldn't see Tricia anywhere. He couldn't imagine where she could be. And somehow the, the lightning flashing around the thunder, it, it added drama to the situation. He began having those worst fears that, that Tricia had somehow ended up somewhere else and, or even a worse fear that, that somehow she'd gotten with the wrong person. He went out and looked at the playground and when he looked out, there she was out there in the middle of the playground drenching wet. And she was jumping up and down in the rain. Now, he was angry but he was so glad to see her that his gladness overcame his anger. And when she turned around and saw him, she yelled, Dad! And she went running towards him. His, his anger had pretty well melted by this point because he was so glad to see her. And furthermore, she had this amazing smile on her face like he'd never seen before. He, he still had to say, you know, Tricia, what, what are you doing out here in the rain? Don't you know that, that, that you've scared me to death? And, and don't you know it's dangerous to be out here in the lightning? And she just looked up and she said, I'm sorry, Dad, I couldn't help it. God's taking my picture. <laughs> it's all about perspective and that's exactly what's happening in this psalm today the scary things the shaky things the vulnerable points those are the exact places where God appears and the psalmist is saying praise God with all your heart and you will find your life transformed because you will be drawn in to God's own creativity look up look beyond and you will see that God provides all you need at the exact moment you need it that is the power of praise 
It gets our eyes off of ourselves and onto God. And that's where our power is. That's where our foundation is. That's where our home is. And that's where our strength is. Amen.